What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right to this episode. Alright. So, the Suns knocked off the Clippers last night to move on to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993. Chris Paul had a monster game, which led to Patrick Beverly shoving him towards the end of the game and getting ejected. But, let's break down the game. 41 points from Chris Paul. Eight assists, four rebounds, three steals, seven for eight from three-point range. Devin Booker, 22 points. He didn't wear his mask last night, and he caught an elbow to the face. (laughs) So that's probably not the best idea with an already busted-up nose. But seven rebounds, four assists, one steal, and a block for Booker. Jay Crowder was shooting pretty well last night from three-point range. 19 points on the game, five threes, five rebounds. Marcus Morris, 26 points. He led the Clippers last night. Paul George, 21 points, nine rebounds. Didn't really have the overwhelming performance last night that they needed. They needed Paul George to go off for like 40 points, but not having Kawhi. And not having Kawhi fucked them in this series. And yeah, that is obvious. Not having one of their best players and one of the best players in the league definitely impacted the series. And the Suns are moving on to the finals, and they're waiting for the winner of the Bucks and the Hawks, which is tied at two. They play tonight at 8.30 on TNT. I guess we're going to have to wait and see if Trey Young is able to go for the Hawks tonight. That could definitely be one of the factors that leads them to the finals. If they get Trey Young back, obviously the Bucks are going to be without Giannis due to the knee injury that happened in the last game. And he's fortunate that he didn't tear his ACL or anything like that. But there is no timetable for his return at the moment. So... The Bucks are down one player, and that one player is the leader of their team in Giannis. So Chris Middleton and P.J. Tucker and Drew Holiday, they're all going to have to step up and play bigger roles without having Giannis in the lineup. Obviously, that impacts a lot, not having Giannis on the floor. So Chris Middleton's going to have to provide a lot of offense in this game if they want to beat the Hawks. Obviously, the Hawks need Trey Young to really take the game out of the Bucks' comfort zone and shoot from, like, (laughs) midcourt. But Trey Young hasn't been shooting too well, and then he got hurt. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens with him. So, yesterday the Mets lost 20-2, to 
against the Braves in Atlanta. What the hell is going on with Atlanta sports right now? They're killing New York sports. That's what they're doing. Unfortunately. Yeah, so the Mets lost 20-2. to And the Yankees choked once again yesterday. The Angels came from behind and beat the Yankees after two rain delays. 11-8, to Shohei Otani got pulled after only completing two outs in the first inning. <laughs> and he let up seven runs. <laughs> he was responsible for all of them. And then Aroldis Chapman let up a grand slam, which tied the game. And then the Angels took the lead late. So was a crazy day in the sports world. I'm really looking forward to the Conor McGregor Dustin Poirier fight on July 10th. I think everybody knows that by now. It's going to definitely be one of those fights that prove something to Conor McGregor, I guess we're going to have to see, but it's going to show us where he is in his career with the level of knowledge that he has about mixed martial arts and especially the knowledge that he has against Dustin Poirier with his own techniques and stuff like that. So we're going to have to see if he's a little bit more creative and not taking so much punishment in this fight because, like, when he took the leg kicks in the last fight, it ultimately led to him getting dropped and then stopped. So we're going to have to see who the aggressor is early in this fight. If Dustin starts landing the leg kicks, who knows if Connor's going to try to take him down and try to submit him or try to hurt him on the ground or something like that. So that's going to be a very interesting fight. That's going to be a great fight card. UFC 264, July 10th on ESPN+. And there's a lot of good fights on that card. Obviously, the return of Sean O'Malley, one of my other favorite fighters. Gilbert Burns against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. That's going to be a great fight. Two high-level guys. Gilbert Burns, obviously known for the jiu-jitsu. Stephen Thompson, one of the best kickboxers of all time. Then we got tied to Avasa against Greg Hardy in the heavyweight division. That's going to be a brawl. Greg Hardy finally getting a pretty big name. Longtime veteran Carlos Condit against Max Griffin. That's going to be a good fight in the welterweight division. Then we got Nico Price, who's always exciting, against Mikel Pereira in the welterweight division also. Then we got Ryan Hall, jiu-jitsu standout, fighting Ilya Topura. In the featherweight division. 
UFC veteran Jennifer Maya facing Jessica I in the early prelims in the women's flyweight division. Longtime UFC veterans Omari Akhmedov and Brad Tavares facing off in the middleweight division in the third fight of the night. And yeah, it's going to be a great night of fights. July 10th. And then July is going to be a stacked month for UFC. July 17th. They got Islam Makachev against Thiago Moises. That's a great fight. Jeremy Stevens fighting Matus Gamrat. That's a great fight. Jeremy Stevens obviously was pulled from the last fight because he shoved his opponent at the lanes and then he like broke his collarbone or something like that. So he's a tough motherfucker. He has fallen a lot. That's a good fight in the lightweight division. Jeremy Stevens has been around for a really long time. And the return of Misha Tate is also on the July 17th card against Marion Renault. Misha Tate, obviously one of the greatest women's fighters of all time. She's making her UFC return after being retired and working for like one championship and stuff like that and like the business aspect of it. So that's going to be interesting. And then I believe Khabib's cousin, Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov fighting Daniel Rodriguez. That's a pretty crazy fight in the welterweight division. And on the early prelims of this fight card, I don't know if this fight card is completed, but Francisco Figueredo, the brother of Davison Figueredo, fighting in the flyweight division. And then July 24th, Corey Sanhagen against the returning TJ Dillashaw in the main event. This is a fight that UFC fans have wanted for a really long time. These guys used to train together and have a lot of bad blood towards each other. So this is going to be a great fight. I'm rooting for Corey Sanhagen because his last fight was really... Impressive when he need Frankie Edgar with a flying knee to knock him out pretty quickly. And TJ Dillashaw obviously hasn't fought in a couple of years after the suspension for EPO. So we're going to have to see where he's at and if he's able to return to the form that we've been used to seeing from him. Obviously, former Benway champion. And he was one of the best when he was at the top of his game. So he hasn't fought. Since 2019. Served two years suspension for performance enhancing drugs, EPO. Yeah, so 
he's one of the best of all time in that division. And for Corey Sanhagen to come up in this division, he probably has to beat TJ. So if he wants to advance to fight Aljamain or whoever's the Benway champ when they give Corey a title fight, that would be a great fight. He's a very talented kickboxer. He's kind of a similar style to like Sean O'Malley, like pretty unorthodox type of striker. And yeah, he's very entertaining. I became a fan of him after he knocked out Marlon Marais with a spinning back heel kick and like sentiment next week. So that's that. And then July 31st, UFC fight night, Uriah Hall against Sean Strickland. This is a good fight. That's a really good fight. Uriah Hall obviously coming off the fight against Chris Weidman where Chris Weidman threw the kick and broke his leg. I'm hoping that Chris gets better. And yeah. I would love to see Chris fight again, but I just hope that he gets healthy and is able to gain all the function back in his leg after that horrific injury, which was so unfortunate. I was looking forward to seeing him fight, especially against Uriah Hall. That was going to be a great fight until that freak injury happened and sending good energy for Chris Weidman. And... Yeah, obviously UFC 265, which is on August 7th. Derek Lewis against Surreal Gaunt. This is for the interim UFC heavyweight championship after, I guess, Francis and his management couldn't come to terms on when they were ready for the next fight. Obviously, Francis just returned to the United States after going home to Africa to celebrate the championship over the last couple months. So I don't know how much training he's really done and he probably wasn't really ready. And they were saying like October, uh, September rather. So I guess we're going to have to see what happens with Francis and it's pretty much it. This has been episode one stop shop. Peace out.